going on, everybody? How's it going? Uh, burn offerings. We're back. It's been two or three. Two, two weeks. Two weeks? Yep. Okay, it's been two weeks. Probably three weeks. Felt like <laughs> two weeks. Um, what you been up to, man? Anything cool? Ah, uh, shit. Um, working. Decided to do a total rehaul, uh, overhaul on my record room. Threw away a shit ton of stuff. Cool. But now it's more open and organized, and I got just a wall of amps and records. Yeah. It, uh, it looks cool in there. I dig it. It's it and less cluttered, so I'm more apt to, you know, play my guitar. Right. But yeah. Yeah, it, I dig it, man. Um, it's like, uh, like I said earlier, it's a beast in the field starter kit in there. It's like a wall of amps and like just records everywhere. It's pretty cool. I dig it. I just want to get rid of. I got that one futon in there that's fucking massive, and I want to get rid of that and put a smaller couch. So it's even more room. Yeah. Now I just need to re. I, I didn't touch any of the posters that were in there, so nope. they, they were all they were all laid up around how my old setup was. I know. <laughs> now that it's like I got basically a whole open wall, it looks fucking weird. So I got to rearrange and do all that. Yeah. Um. Uh, same here. Been like working. Uh, fall weather's coming in. Pretty Excited. cool. Yeah, me too. Pumpkin spice is upon us. Not really so, I uh, don't really care about that, but you know, the weather change is nice. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, hoodie weather's coming. Halloween's coming. Mm-hmm. Can't wait. Um, you know, drinking beer, uh, listening to tunes, uh, watching movies. I've been watching a projector online really? on eBay. Okay. So uh, Decent price, uh, I'm assuming? Or? Yeah. I decided to go because I've been going trying to do like super cheap ones, and all the super cheap ones I find are always like either missing parts, like key fucking components. Right. Like, oh, it's missing the lens. Yeah, you kind of need that. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> or they have like a stupid amount of uh, hours on the bulb, which I know I'm not going to use it much, but knowing my luck, I'll buy one that has a high amount of hours already used on the bulb, and the first time I go to watch it that's going to be when the ball burns out <laughs> right yeah you got to be careful with that but uh i can't wait projector yeah. that would be sick absolutely fires i mean we could still have fires yeah and uh watch awesome movies got my pa system back okay yeah because the precinct the loop. speakers yeah precinct moves so i can grab all my shit right you know i'm gonna miss the old place dude it's kind of a sad moment. Yeah, a little bit. I've seen Fister there. I've seen Lieutenant Dan there. I've seen Acid Witch there. I've seen a lot of good bands there, dude. Bands from all over the world that play there. Mm-hmm. I can uh, see Sweden, Norway, England, Japan, Russia? I don't know. There's been, like, those all the ones I can think of. Shit, no, actually... Some South American bands, I think, have played there. Okay. Yeah, like seriously, fucking all over. Right. Canada. You can say Canada. Canada counts. Yeah, Canada counts. Yeah. Canada Different. counts. <laughs> um, yep. New precinct is gonna be awesome. Fuck yeah, it is. Can't first wait. first show there's in like in a week. Yeah, and uh, I'm stoked because Fister is going to be playing at the new precinct mm-hmm. soon on my birthday on your birthday and i'm gonna go ahead and take that week off yeah. <laughs> no dude they need to keep up this uh habit of having sweet shows on my birthday because two years ago pentagram was on my birthday mm. yeah i was actually just telling johnny about that because johnny's been crashing with me for the last week yeah <laughs> that after that pentagram show i was Wasted, and we went to the UFO factory for the after show. Wow! And I threw a can, empty beer can. We were in the back. I threw an empty beer can over at you or Jimmy. <laughs> I don't know why. Like Johnny lost it when I said this. He was like, "Man, I really want to see you like that because I'd lose it." I threw a can at Jimmy, and like this 
some fucking random girl was like, oh, you got beer on me. And I was just so fucking drunk. I was just like loud as shit like, oh, I got beer on you. <laughs> yeah. She just like looked at me and was like rolled her eyes and like turned away. That was a fucking exciting night, man. By the time we got to UFO Factory, we were shit housed. Mm-hmm. We, we really were fucked up and we were ready for beast in the field that was really cool and uh i remember the only thing we had to eat was the fun size bags of doritos oh that the bar had at the that the bar had fucking was eating, a, eating bags of, like better made yeah better made fucking barbecue <laughs> chips yeah that was fucking awesome and uh beast in the field played for like yeah 25 minutes and then their power fucking kicked out and shit and Oh man, that was a good night though. That was your birthday. Yeah. yeah. Uh Marble Bar, I think. Marble Bar for Pentagram. Yep. And right down the road. Satan Satyrs uh played that one too, back when they were Satan Satyrs. Yeah. Yeah. Back before they got more like rock and roll and upbeat sounding. Yeah, yeah. They had that seventies occult kind of thing going on uh back then. But yeah. Um yeah, I'm really excited about that Fister show coming. Um, I'm excited about the new precinct a lot. Hell yeah. And uh, I'm really excited that Primitive Man decided to come to Michigan. Yeah, because that initially they didn't no. have a Michigan date. No, because I was going to email them and be like, come on, man. Like, really? And uh, I'm really stoked that Bellwitch is going to be with them because the drummer passed away. Yeah, and they have a new drummer now, and they're still doing what they do because they're a great band. And if you've never heard Bellwitch, check them out. Really slow, droning doom stuff. If you're into that kind of thing, Bellwitch rules and New Primitive Man, which I think I talked about on the last podcast. Fucking crushing, dude! It's it's going to be ridiculous. Uh, that drops in October, but yeah. Uh, those are the things I'm excited about and uh, Witch Trap and Acid Witch and Sakuzu. we are like 20 days away yeah oh fuck man I can't wait it's gonna be the show of the year I think yeah Sakuzu is gonna be playing two track, two new tracks which I think are gonna be off of their uh, LP that they're writing right now okay and I've heard rough versions of both of them okay and they're fucking killer yeah, I heard some stuff on Instagram from them jamming. Yeah, you know, I guarantee those are the new songs. Yeah, so that's cool. And hopefully uh, some new Acid Witch. Yeah, I would like to hear more new stuff by them. It's getting to be about that time for new Acid Witch, yeah? I mean, hopefully that album is out by Halloween. I'm hoping it will because they were talking about that album last year. And they had issues because they waited too long to get everything written yeah so they put it off yeah so i'm kind of hoping that and we've heard a new track live yeah they've been playing that one for like a year yeah and it's fucking killer it's acid which, you know and uh killian uh approves <laughs> right he's uh he's pumped too I guarantee if I were to stop this and go look what he's barking at, there's nothing out there. No, probably not. Unless Mango is making an appearance. Possibly. Could be. So many times. There are times where he'll fucking like run out of my room barking Ooh. at something like, like somebody's here or he sees something. He's at that window and I'll look out and there's nothing around. It really helps when the pizza gets here, though. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you know. It's good to know. Yeah, it's good to know. It's a good alarm system. Uh <laughs> But um, yeah, dude. Um, yeah, they, I, I'm assuming I haven't actually talked to like Mike or anybody because I kind of want to see like what's the point with that album. Yeah, what's going on with it? Yeah, I would assume it's going to be out, but I haven't heard him even say anything. Yeah, no, I don't know if they're like keeping it under wraps or. It's been. If I looked at, if I remembering the date right, it's been seven years since their last full length since Stone came out. Mm-hmm. 2010. That should not happen. No. <laughs> well, yeah, that full length, yes. Full length. Like is I'm not that, talking because I know there's seven inch. And then the midnight movies. Yeah, and then midnight movies came out. So we've had material in between, but we we need a new full length Acid yeah. Witch record. Like it's yeah. cool that that fucking midnight movies I like, and I like when I'm going on when because I'll stream it at work. 
on uh, YouTube. And <laughs> go look at the comments. People are like, oh, I would never expect Acid Witch to cover Fastway. Like, it's so... All these songs you would never expect Acid Witch to do. Like, well, really, if if you know the guys and you, you look at their music, it's all about, like, horror and horror movies. Yeah. Those songs make perfect sense. Absolutely. And if you know Slasher Dave... Mm. Fuck, Fastway is one of his favorite bands. Yeah, like of like literally, like one of his favorite fucking bands, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean that <laughs> them covering Fastway is like cool as shit, you know. It's like and and they nail it. Yeah. Oh, that that fucking that album's great. Yeah, yeah, I like it. And the seven inch was great too. Yeah, the Nunslaughter. Yep. Yeah, it was really good. Um, I'm really stoked because tomorrow night I'm going to see Alice Cooper and Deep Purple. And uh, that's going to be cool. Hopefully, Jared will join me on that. I might be there. I might be there. Yeah. Um, I have a uh, so like a small supply of pot <laughs> that I might roll into a marijuana cigarette. And sneak into there for, uh, for when Deep Purple plays a uh, Highway Star. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm fucking stoked about that. My mom's actually gonna drive, so <laughs> that's pretty cool, you know. Um, Your mom gonna drop me off all the way at my house? I actually have to meet her at her house, so you might have to meet me at mine and then meet her at hers, or however we do it, but. I know I'm going to be plentiful fucked up. So hopefully I can make it home after the show. But I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. <laughs> that sucks they don't allow us to bring coolers in the DT. No, yeah. That's I so wish shitty. it was still Pine Knob. I wish it was 1994. Everybody brought coolers. <laughs> yeah, everyone brought coolers and tore up the launder and Metallica and cut off beer sales because people were too intoxicated you know the good old days um for those of you who don't know dte slash pie knob is a music theater with a lawn which i'm sure every state has one back in the day many like iron maiden and fucking black sabbath and all these bands played there and pretty much it was if it was like summer and a huge tour was coming through it was at Pine Knob. It was at Pine Knob, yeah. Yeah. It was uh, that and the ski resort were the two big things, you know. Dude, I had a fucking ex-girlfriend who graduated high school, and that was where the ceremony was. Really? <laughs> it That's was really weird. At the ski resort? It was at fucking Pine Knob. It was Pine straight Knob. up at Pine Knob. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> that's fucking cool, man. Like, you walk by, and they still have, like, the beer fucking little beard huts whatever oh the little stands yeah they're all set up still actually uh the last three days i have been watching nothing but chuck norris movies dating pre-1988 we're talking 70s chuck norris and 80s chuck norris and man he was a bad motherfucker i just have to say that i have to put that out there i know he's a douchebag now and I know he said a lot of stupid things, but before all that happened, he was an action star in the moving pictures. <laughs> and before he was an action star in the movie pictures, he was getting his fucking shit broken by Bruce Lee. <laughs> yeah. Well, his first role. Yeah. His first role was actually, um, yeah, Way of the Dragon, and uh, he was coming off of a kickboxing championship. Yeah. In America. And he was pretty arrogant and young and stupid. And uh, he got, you know, picked to uh, have a fight scene with Bruce Lee. And Bruce Lee uh, humbled him real quick and broke his fucking leg. So, but, you know, I've always said that if there was one person at that time that thought in their mind that they could rival Bruce Lee, it was Chuck Norris. Seriously. Chuck Norris was a bad motherfucker, dude. I That's the second time I said that. I might say it four more times. He was a bad motherfucker. I mean, you just can't 
you can't fuck with old Chuck Norris movies, man. And I know that it's not really your thing. I know that you're not really into that kind of thing, but man. I like some of them. I actually, I don't know that much. I actually don't know them by name. But, I mean, I've liked some Chuck Norris movies, the old ones. Yeah, the old ones, you know, like the the, uh, the good ones when he was young and shit, you know. And he covered all kinds of ground. He had the Vietnam movies. He had the fucking urban, you know, taking down the big drug cartels movies. He had the fucking Invasion USAs and the Delta Forces. And he had the fucking the CB trucker movie. He, I mean, he fucking was everywhere. The Ninja movies. Yeah, so I, I've watched like probably uh, seven or eight Chuck Norris movies in like the last two or three days. And no matter how many times I hounded you through text to put on Sidekicks, you never did. No, and you know what? Sidekicks, <laughs> Sidekicks is not that bad. But when I, if you see the collection of Chuck Norris movies that I have, Sidekicks would be at the bottom. Uh, no, <laughs> I would put in Sidekicks before I put in Top Dog. Yeah, yeah. That's when he had a canine. It was a kids' movie. Fucking terrible. <laughs> Walker Texas Ranger. Fucking terrible. Um, I think his last good movie was Hitman, and he had a rock and mullet in that movie. And that came out in the '90s, and that's kind of when I started losing. That's when I got into Van Damme and Seagal and all them guys. Van Damme. What was the fucking uh, Van Damme movie where it was in the South, like Louisiana, and he had this fucking mullet and rock in the duster? That was hard target. Yes. <laughs> that was hard target. Um, yeah. Even he started putting out some shitty movies in the 90s. Oh, yeah. So did Seagal, yeah, where he was like, you know, it was all like in the back country and, you know, fucking bluegrass music and all this weird stuff. I'm pretty sure they all, all the, like, martial art film dudes all the fucking action movie guys from the 80s started putting out shit films in the 90s mm-hmm. see i feel like the martial arts guys that put out all those great movies in the 80s and early 90s that died out with the slasher film at the same time because shitty martial arts movies were coming out van damme with like dennis rodman <laughs> forgot about that yeah um, who else? Uh, who is it? Was Steven Seagal with DMX? Yep. Um, these guys couldn't act. They were great rappers. Couldn't act. Whatever. Good basketball player. Good rapper. Whatever. Stick to your profession, man. Because those movies were terrible. <laughs> and uh, the slasher movie kind of died out at the same time. But there was an era there where the martial arts movies that were coming out were fucking phenomenal, and that was right at the pinnacle of my childhood. So, Dude, the only, the only like action star from the 80s who I felt, who I don't mind their movies they, they did in the 90s, Schwarzenegger. Yeah, he did some good ones. Like Even like Eraser, fucking all those like movies. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking mind them. True Lies, don't mind them. Not bad. I yeah. mean, they're not like the same fucking, like, they're not like fucking Commando. No. But even Schwarzenegger had to put out Jingle all the way. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Wait, what was the one where you got? What was the one you got pregnant? Junior or something? Oh my god, yeah, Junior <laughs> or fucking Mr. Mom or something like that. Oh goodness, that's like late nineties. Well, even Sly Stallone put out some shitty movies, but he in the nineties like Cliffhanger yeah. was cool. Cliffhanger was yeah, it was all right. It was okay. I mean, you know, for a slice, still it was an action movie, but you know, stop her, my I'll shoot with <laughs> fucking what's her name from the Golden Girls. Yeah, man. Yeah, the mom from Golden Shit. Girls. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, there was just a weird time there, and I almost forgot about Kindergarten Cop. Oh, good. I I will Lord. defend that movie. You like that? I movie. will defend that movie. Okay, defend it. I'm. I just did. I me saying I'm defending it. I just defended it. Yeah, and that you movie's just amazing. Defended me because that movie sucks. <laughs> I watch that movie anytime it's fucking on. I love that fucking movie. I can't say it sucks. It's not that bad, but geez, I mean, watch Predator and then watch. Well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> it's great. All like the, all the fucking lines are like. I mean, they've been played out because everybody fucking repeats them. But True. they're fucking, they're gold. Yes. <laughs> they, yeah. It's been a while. I'll have to 
I think I own it on VHS. So I do I'll not own it, but it's good. But I, I watch it enough. It comes on TV like once a year. True. And I'm like, fuck yeah. 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 It's uh Oh man, but you know, <laughs> when I think of Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'm thinking of like Conan the Barbarian and oh, yeah. Predator and well, that's like Commando. this is fucking heyday, man. Yeah, yeah. Sly Stallone and Schwarzenegger had a good run there, where they were just pumping out action movies that were fucking awesome. Yeah, but um, yeah. So that that's I've been watching Chuck Norris movies. Uh, you know. Just, uh, I come home from work and, uh, yeah, I watched a couple, I watched actually Predator and, uh, Commando the other day. I actually watched the end of Predator the other day. Did you? Yeah. Okay. And, um, I watched, uh, Death Weekend, also known as House by the Lake. Yeah. It's a 70s movie, uh, revenge film. Mm-hmm. Pretty killer. And I watched, uh, Spare Parts. Uh, pretty cool. And then uh, the other day, I ordered Hungry Howies, and I <laughs> just decided to throw in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street three and Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven. Oh yeah. So that's what I've been watching lately, and I have a stack of movies that I've been watching mainly because I've seen that Johnny's been here, so he's like, "Hey man, this movie. Do you have any movie that fits this?" <laughs> And I'll just like, grab a stack of movies. Yeah. I've seen... Uh, there's quite a few mo- movies out there. Let's see. Uh, Silding Dead. Um, 555. Yeah, 555. Spine. Superstition. Terror Vision. The almighty, awful Serbian film is out I there. I tried to get him to watch it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he said he wanted some fucked up movies. So I brought a stack of fucked up movies. He wouldn't even put Serbian film in. That is the non-Christian passion of the Christ <laughs> for all of you people out there. That's. But he did watch fucking, uh, what is it, Ken Russell's Devils? Cool. Super fucked. Like, super just blasphemous as shit. Okay. He was like, that movie's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> nice. I'm like, yeah, man. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I can't even remember. I'm actually trying to look at the stack right now of everything that's there, and I... Can't read everything that's down there, but there's a fucking stack of movies. He put it in Spine, and we're watching it, and he was talking about like wanting um, he was talking about wanting tits and gore, and he puts it in Spine. We're watching. It. I'm like, it's really funny you say you want tits and gore because there's absolutely no tits or gore in this fucking movie, and basically within 30 seconds he. Paused it, fucking t- took it out, and went and got fucking something else. <laughs> he just fucking was not having it without the fucking tits and gore. Steve just went to grab some beer, so, uh, I don't know. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty vague when you uh, say you want tits and gore, because there's tons of movies with tits and gore. Well, this thing is, he, he said it after he put in Spine. I just thought he wanted to watch Spine. So he pops in Spine. I'm, we're sitting there watching it, like, whatever. And that's when he was like, dude, you got a movie with, like, awesome, like, tits and, like, just, like, gore and shit. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, well, don't expect it from this. And he's like, what? I'm like, there's, like, none. I'm like, there's some blood splatter. I was like, but the main actress, actress from Spine talked them out of having nudity. Yeah. And he was like, oh. Well, I'm sure it's a good movie, but I'll just watch it later. <laughs> and, like, took it out. <laughs> I'm like, all right, let's put something else in. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah, I've, uh, I, you've been jamming anything new or, cause, uh. Nothing new. Okay. i just been jamming uh, fucking a lot of, like, just Japanese crust. Okay. And just like Zynos, um, Krigs Hog, uh, um, fucking think some Disclosures in there. I just have a lot of that. Fucking ton. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm stoked. The new Vulture. Yes. Is out. 
It's called Guillotine. 2017. We have new Vulture, and it's fucking killer, man. I still need to buy a fucking physical copy of old Vulture. Yes, you do. Victim of the Blade, man. Yeah, Vulture is, uh, to me, they're flying the flag now of modern thrash influenced by new wave of British heavy metal. Um, on a more evil scale, tipping the scale of more of an evil sound, not so much of a, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're pissed. Dude, I've said it in past episodes, and I've said it just to you in general. I want to see Vulture and Nuke play a show together. Me too. Oh, that would be, that'd be killer. My neck wouldn't even fucking hold up for like half of that show. Yeah, that'd be killer. I actually just want to see Nuke again, like, because it's been a while. Yeah, it was the last time we saw him at uh, the Precinct show? I think so. Yep. That was the last time I seen him. I've seen him three times, I think, or twice. I don't know when it's happening, and I'm kind of curious to see what the band is going to do once this happens, but uh, from what I hear, Tony's moving to fucking Berlin. Mm-hmm. He's selling all his shit. Holy shit. His bike included, which I kind of want it. Mm. I need. I think I need two motorcycles. <laughs> <laughs> One's not enough. Jared from Sukuzu was talking about wanting to buy it. And I'm like, well, you tell me right now that you're going to buy it, and I will not talk to Tony about buying it. Right. I'm like, but if you don't, I might talk to Tony about fucking buying that bike. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, fucking Tony, man. So I'm kind of yeah, like I don't, I don't want Tony to leave. No, I mean, I I had a feeling he was going to because he when he uh, toured with Whip Striker, they did a European tour, and he was when they were in Berlin, he was stoked. He loved it there. Yeah, and so we said like, yeah, fucking move here. Let's have to, you'll have a blast. And he was like, oh, let's, I'll work on it. And I kind of thought it was just things people say. But Tony's never kind of been one of those, like, just say things. Mm-hmm. He's, like, one of the most motivated people I fucking know. And, yeah, so he started selling all his records and shit, and I guess it's because he's planning on moving to Berlin. Wow. Yeah. Well, good for him, man. That's yeah, I cool. mean, it's, it's cool for him. Right. He's curious on what uh, Nuke's going to do. Yeah. Man, Nuke's such a great fucking band dude i don't see i don't see it stopping him i think they'll just replace him yeah he can shred though dude so they're gonna have to find a fucking master shredder get johnny to do it probably good johnny could do it johnny could do it yeah he's so fucking humble yeah he's fucking killer dude talking to him so much this week like usually always see him just at shows I'm not here a couple of times before then, but having him just here and just hanging out. Super chill guy. Yeah, he is. Super humble. One of my favorite humans. Yeah. I, I, Johnny rules. Johnny and Jared. I don't know the drummer all that well. Mike. Yeah. He's yeah. a cool guy. He's quiet. quiet. Uh, Sakuzu, one of my favorite bands. Nuke, <clears throat> one of my favorite bands. And I think Johnny could pull that off. He could. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Nuke's replacement. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, tonight we're rocking the PBR. Yeah. I've no, no hams. Yeah. No Modelo. Well, it's kind of the store that's in walking distance of my house. Like it's around the corner. Yeah. Does not carry hams. Sucks. And yeah. So it's basically I got to drive to go get it. Yeah, fuck that. And I just, I always just rather walk. Yeah, me too. But hey, nothing wrong with Pabst. I'll drink it all day. Right? Doesn't bother me. So, I mean, yeah, that's that. Last uh, show we were drinking Modelo. What the fuck was the last show? Oh, the last podcast. I think meant the last oh, show we were No, at. the last podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, dude, because fucking Austin dropped off like four cases of uh, Pacifico and Modelo. Pacifico. That shit was really good. Yeah. And those four cases were gone <laughs> yeah. by we, the morning. <laughs> yeah. We put a pretty good dent 
in those uh, cases. But um, yeah, man, um, I I been jamming corrupted, yeah, fucking corrupted rules. Uh, they just re-released the corrupted and Newthgrush split and twenty bucks spin label. Yeah. And um, so always like Newthgrush, obviously. One of my favorite bands. But Benjamin Corrupted and uh, Electric Wizard a lot lately. Along with um, Old Pentagram. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, 70s Pentagram, 80s Pentagram, just kind of, you know, and St. Vitus. I don't know. It's just been kind of my mood uh, lately. Just kind of throwing that in. Um, hanging out with my cats. That's a thing I do. Selling <laughs> windows. <laughs> uh, beating Double Dragon. Um, yeah. But I'm actually really excited about this episode in particular because we're going to be talking about my favorite slasher film ever made. And another really cool one. The remake of... Of Black Christmas. Okay, minus what Jared just said. <laughs> we are going to cover The Prowler <laughs> and Hide and Go Shriek. Yes. Um, in this episode. And uh, anybody that knows me knows that my hunt for The Prowler was plentiful and frustrating. For the VHS. For the VHS. And because of really awesome people that I have in my life, I actually acquired a copy of The Prowler and a rare one. One of the rarer copies. Yeah. That I don't even own. Yeah, that I don't know what year it was released under what, apparently VC2, but I'm very thankful and I watch it all the fucking time. So, yes, um, I'm really excited about that. Um, before we get into that, though, anything else you want to touch on? Uh, I'm gonna say no, no, because I think uh, I think I covered covered everything I did. Okay, covered movies covered music covered uh, deep thoughts with Jack Handy. Yeah. Covered it all. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we can fucking just jump in. You want to do a uh, hide? Hide and go shriek? Let's do it, man. I figure we're going to talk about that one less than because there's more to talk about for the other one. Yeah. We'll probably talk about this one a little oh, bit less. Because the Prowler's like in my top 10. And there's so much mm. people involved in it, everything. I mean, yeah, it's just there's great. There's more to talk about. Okay, hide and go shriek, man. Fuck, hide and go shriek, 1988. I mean, some say 87, 88. I it's was like, going to say 87, yeah. Yeah. I think it's kind of like depending on when it got filmed, when it got released type of thing. Yeah, right on. Um, I remember this movie the first time I heard of it. Um, long story short, went to this house when I was probably 14. And they had like VHS on shelving in mm-hmm. the living room. And I seen it and I pulled it out. And I remember reading the top of it and it said, you know, in the tradition of Friday the 13th and Halloween. So instantly I thought this movie was going to be fucking killer. And then just the picture on the front of it, just the chick hiding under the, the bed, the chick hiding under the bed, just terrified. I'm like, Oh, this is cool, man. And, uh, I've watched it and I loved it. I thought it was great, man. Um, but yeah, that I was like 14, maybe 13. And, uh, it was weird because they didn't have any other like movies like that. Just that was like the only horror movie they <laughs> yeah, had. The only was, horror movie they had was Hide and Go Shriek. Well, no, they had other ones, but it wasn't. It was like you know, no, maybe I I remember Ghost. <laughs> That's just not a fucking. I remember movie. fucking Lethal Weapon Two. <laughs> <laughs> but like, Hide and Go Shriek, man, I was like, oh, what's this? You know, so I don't know what the fuck that was all about, but. I, I just remember uh, pulling it out, looking at it, and um, I think the only other horror movie they had was uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 2. And I remember I was really young, and I remember the story time with Steve now. 
sitting Indian style or crisscross applesauce on the floor <laughs> and putting a blanket over the TV with this girl that was my age that was the neighbor and we watched Hide and Go Shriek and we watched Freddy's Revenge like that. Oh, and yeah. Eating snacks. I think I'm going to do that. Yeah. Bringing that back. Yeah. That I'm going to build a fort around my TV we did. and just watch movies. We did. We did in the summertime. And, and it was fucking great, man. It was like, boom. You know what I mean? Uh, but that was like the first time I seen Hide and Go Shriek. And I dug it. And uh, one cool thing I like about it, real quick, is that it's got the dude from Karate Kid 3 in it. <laughs> yes. He's in it. And he has <laughs> the same fucking haircut. You know, Karate's bad boy. He's in it. He's not as big of a douchebag in this as he is in that. No, not really. <laughs> dude what like I mean this movie I like this movie it's kind of very repetitive a little bit because it's they're playing a game of hide and go seek in a furniture store as yes. like a graduation party mm-hmm. so it's a lot of alright you guys go hide and it's a bunch of couples so they all go quote unquote hide but it's basically they just go make out to a different fucking bedroom <laughs> setup and bang yeah and like nobody's like I'm like who the fuck's looking for them because they'd be very easy to spot. <laughs> yeah. But it's very repetitive because then somebody gets found and then they go together and then they go back and hide again. And then somebody's they don't know where anybody's at and they just assume they're still hiding and people come up missing and but whatever. Yeah. But I mean, still dig the movie, dig dig the feeling about it. Yeah. I actually really fucking dig how they made the killer. Me too. Like that to me is like that's fucking legit. Me like, too. You don't see that. That was like the first time I ever seen a character like that in a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit different for uh, the slasher um, genre. Like uh, just the way they, in in the way they led you to believe it was the other guy. Yeah, there was the guy, uh, the who, janitor, who was like the maintenance the, guy who the stayed there, guy, who was yeah. like fresh out of prison. Yeah, with ta- covered in tattoos. Yeah, and you're like, oh, he's got to be the one, you know? Yeah, the whole red herring thing, like, oh, you fucking make you believe it's this guy. Yep, yep. Um, and he was just like a simple dude, you know? Yeah. And you know, he cooked his little uh, dinner on his uh, hot plate, and the, he had his TV and his beer and shit, and. You know, just trying live to live, like the, live the fucking straight and narrow life. Yep. Fresh out of prison. Yep, yep, yep. Um, the kills in this movie were pretty cool. Uh, I know that the one that always stuck out in my mind was like the weird piece of furniture that had the spikes coming up. Mm-hmm. When he throws them and it impales them. Yeah. It, I, that always stuck out to me because it was like an artsy piece of furniture that had like four pyramid spikes and the guy gets thrown and impaled on it and i just that i don't know that always stuck out in my mind dude the fucking scenes where uh they i think they did it twice at least twice in this movie where it's just they'll show a shot and all of a sudden the dude just comes running out like they they have like one kill like that i think and then they do it at the very end of the movie and i think they when they do it at the end of the movie is more of like a slow motion where the dude just comes like straight running out full bore. Okay. Like those just the way like those scenes are fucking great. Um the the uh, person strapped to the top of the elevator. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Killer. Yeah. Fucking Absolutely. trying to find her and they find her and they can't get her. Yeah. Wasn't there a drowning I uh, yes, there is. There was a drowning in a sink, mm-hmm. and I and the person was actually being drowned so violently that they started coughing up blood. <laughs> I just remember the first time I seen it, I was like, "Man, that's fucking vulgar." Well, that was a cool ad because you don't like you never really saw that that I can think of. I can't think of a movie off the top of my head that had that. It's like people were getting drowned; they just fucking drowned and then. Yeah, you but didn't. they started hacking up blood yeah. and it started mixing with the water and it's like, you know, the camera shot was. I was gonna say, but it was through like a glass sink, wasn't it? So you could see they did like the undershot. Yeah, everything was yeah. like, like artsy. 
like like fancy furniture or fancy everything was like cool like upscale for the 80s and shit you know oh yeah it was at like the whole it was like a furniture store yeah it was a furniture store and uh the dude from the karate kid was supposed to take it over when his dad like decided to you know and um i don't know i just remember they had a whole lot of beer and uh, fried chicken Oh, yeah. Remember the dude from uh, Karate Kid was just like tearing up chicken and he's like, we're not supposed to eat until midnight together. Yeah. He's like, this is just a snack. <laughs> he fucking tears up like three pieces of chicken. But, um, yeah, definitely dig this movie. Um, there's like, like you said, uh, there's some cool kill scenes in it and, um, I don't know the cast. They're, you know, the chicks are kind of hot, I guess. Yeah. A couple of them. You know. Uh, I, I can't stand the one guy, though. With the, with the fucking square haircut. Yeah. Yeah. He gets on my nerves like fucking... But, you know, most slasher movies always got the one guy. There's always one person that's just fucking annoying as shit. Yeah, that dude just annoys the shit out of me, man. And I think it's the chick that he's with... She annoys me too. Yeah, she actually is. Yeah, the one with <laughs> the fake boobs. Yeah, she she. That couple was the most annoying couple of the movie. But um, kind of had um, a little bit of a feel like uh, you remember the initiation mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, it actually does kind of yeah a little bit kind of has the same feel to it. Kind of had the same flow as far as like when they're in the. You know, in the mall compared to where they're in the fucking furniture store. Yeah, kind of reminded me of that. Uh, and I dig the initiation. Thought it was a cool movie. But uh, yeah, hide and go street. Pretty cool movie. I, I definitely uh, recommend it if you like slasher movies. If you like uh, gay killers and leather and studs. Yes, yes, because there's plenty of that. Um, and the actual lover of the killer tries to stop the killer mm-hmm. which is when the twist happens at the end that's so. when you realize like oh shit it's not that guy yeah and then uh, they, they this is another movie that they set up for a sequel true story they set it up to be I mean available for a sequel yeah yeah I agree cause uh yeah they kind of lead you to believe there's gonna be a second one he um yeah because the the killer ends up like driving out the fucking uh paramedics yeah at the end mm-hmm. yep um there wasn't a sequel unfortunately uh, but I don't know I mean may have been cool to see but I almost like it better when they leave it open ended like that well it's been kind of just like look at Friday the Thirteenth that sh- that movie should not have had a sequel. True. Friday the Thirteenth Part Two should be its own, a beginning of its of a, its own fucking series. I agree. Yeah, but that was a movie that did so well, and it had a big studio behind it mm-hmm. that they pushed for it. Yeah, Hide and Go Shrieks definitely like an underground. Yeah, it was like a smaller studio. Yeah, cashing on slashers. They were huge at the time. Probably made more money through VHS rental. Than in the theater, which was probably a big thing back in the eighties. It was like once it was released on home video, that's when it like skyrocketed and like you know, yeah. But um, yeah, dig the movie. Uh, but the Prowler, the fucking Prowler, the fucking Prowler. Let me just Johnny would say it's all right. Yeah. No, sorry, Johnny. You're like top five on my list of favorite guitar players. But your opinion on the Prowler, not so much. Uh, (laughs) Fucking, this movie is my favorite slasher film of all time. Directed by Joseph Zito. Who also did Final Chapter, Friday the 13th. Yep. Special effects by Tom Savini, who came off of doing the Maniac to do this. 
right after the Maniac. Yes. Who went on to do Friday the 13th Part 4. Yes. With Zito. Same year, he did The Burning. Yes. So, just for a moment, if we can just relish in that fact. (laughs) Tom Savini did Maniac, and then the following year, he was offered to do Friday the 13th Part 2. He said there was no reason to do it. Turned it down. Did The Prowler and The Burning. And then did the final chapter. This is right up my alley. I fucking love it, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, the Prowler is, to me, the perfect slasher film all the way around. It is perfect. There's no flaws. There's nothing about this movie I don't like. Even in the dialogue, everything about it. Yeah, I'm hard-pressed to find anything I really don't like about this movie. I love it. And the way it starts, the way it ends, everything about it. The very first kill is just sets the tone for the movie so good. When you take a pitchfork and you fucking use your foot to drive it through two individuals and a sea of blood just pours out of the fucking top individual, that's fucking sick. That's awesome. <laughs> that's just pissed. Um, and it comes out like soup. And that's Tom Savini. Just perfect. Like... The way the blood flows out and the way the fucking prongs went through her and came out the other side. The special effects are just so fucking great, man. Um, and then there's, like, the sleaze aspect of it. Yeah. There's some sleaze in there. The shower kill, which to me was homage to Psycho. Yeah, yeah. A little bit. But more updated. Which, the way the movie starts out is in, like, what, the 40s? Like, in 1945? Yeah, it's like 45, World War II. World War II. And how things were then with swing music and the way people talked. And they covered that. And then they fast-forwarded to the 80s. And then it's like a rock band playing. And the way people talked then. To me, it was like them updating the way things were back then as to where things were when the movie was made. Yeah. Pretty cool. And then the shower kill with the pitchfork was just an updated version of the psycho kill in the shower. Except you actually get to see boobs and you actually get to see a pitchfork go through a chick's fucking torso. (laughs) Pretty cool. Uh, And right before that is the uh, knife through the skull. Mm Mm-hmm. And the eyes rolling back in the head, and the fucking dude. Where do I stop me? <laughs> Just stop me, man. I love this fucking movie so much, man. Dude, this this movie has a lot of fucking just visually, mm-hmm. a lot of good shit going for it. Like I, I like we we just said, I can't think of anything negative to even say about this movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure everybody listening has seen this, and if you haven't, check out the Prowler. But yeah, it's there's nothing negative I can even fucking say for this. No. Any fun facts that you have about this film? Uh, a couple. Let's get into a couple a couple things. Um, the Zito hated the props that were used for Rosemary's uh, photo album and her gravestone. Really? He hated them. Hmm. To the point, he almost didn't allow it to go to DVD. Hmm. He almost was just like, did not let it get a DVD release. Wow. Because he just said they looked cheap. He never liked the way they looked. That's Can you imagine like the Prowler not <laughs> getting a DVD release? Oh, Stuck man. in VHS time? Oh, yeah. It'd be even fucking harder for me to find a copy of it then. <laughs> right? You know. Um, Savini, who, I mean, he did all the special effects, but... All the actual kill scenes of the Prowler, that's Savini as the Prowler. Really? Because he knew how they actually had to be done. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. So I need the, all the kill scenes with the Prowler, that's Savini playing the Prowler. That is fucking awesome. To me, that makes Blow, sense. Blows my mind. Yeah, that makes total sense to me, though. Like, you know exactly how this needs to be executed mm-hmm. to work. So why not? 
just fucking put on the costume. And movies where you can do that, where you're totally covered, why the fuck not? Yeah, true story. Yeah, costume, face covered. Fucking, uh, oh, I can't remember the the girl. She gets fucking like kicked in the head. What the fuck scene is it? Kicked in the head. Yeah, the prowler fucking kicks her in the fucking head. Hmm. I cannot remember exactly the scene. Well, it 18 fucking takes. Really? Yeah. Just to get it right. Oh, wow. I'm trying to think. I remember the pool. The chick in the pool. Yeah. He kills her fucking Vietnam style in the pool. Straight up, man. Just like comes out of the fucking water. Like like a fucking gorilla. Like a like a fucking military gorilla, <laughs> fucking just creeping in the swamps. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it just he like comes, pops up. Which is the uh, cover art? Yeah, for the movie, which is fucking awesome. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of the chick getting kicked in the head. But I mean, 18 takes though. Yeah, 18 fucking takes. That's Joseph Zito. Ask uh, what's her face from. American Ninja or Friday the 13th Part 4 the final chapter how many takes she had to take getting killed on the raft completely naked and in sub-zero shit. temperatures where she got hypothermia who was it was it uh, Ted White Ted White said, said he something? was going to walk Yeah, he was going to walk and he refused to do another shot unless she got out of that water and got some clothes on because they had to take that like 30 times yeah, it was called a shit. That's Joseph Zito. He was very particular about how he wanted things done. You know. Well, you get certain shots in your head. Yeah. There's certain shots, like not every shot, obviously, but there's certain scenes, certain shots that you you have it in your head exactly how you want it to how look. you want it to look. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, some directors can be assholes with that. They're yeah. Totally sticklers on it. Yeah. He's kind of known for it. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because she. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. So this movie, um, most people probably know, was also known as Overseas, Rosemary's Killer. Yes. There was a thing, this wasn't wasn't that long ago, where people were trying to figure it out, what this movie called Pitchfork Massacre was. People would see in old clip ads from the 80s, from these theaters, about this movie Pitchfork Massacre, and nobody knew what the fuck this movie was. Turns out, it was only in like South and North Carolina, and I was like following it when it was happening, like reading up on it, like what the fuck is this movie? Um, nobody knew what it was at first. They thought Prowler, but then somebody was like, "No, it's not the Prowler," and so that went away. Because from the initial image, I was thinking the Prowler. It was like all just a black and white newspaper print ad, like they just scanned in a fucking image, and it looked like a girl like screaming, and it just said Pitchfork Massacre in like the manic panic font if you remember manic panic oh yeah gotcha right like that same font but then somebody said it wasn't prowler well then finally somebody who saw it at that time it came out in 84 is when they were showing it gotcha saw it at a theater in north carolina he already saw the prowler so he went to the theater to see pitchfork massacre to check it out see what it's all about <laughs> and sits down and realizes it's the fucking prowler <laughs> Still, nobody knows who put it out under that name. Nobody even knows if they even had the fucking rights to, to show to it, show it public, under that name. Publicly. Yeah, publicly. But yeah, like in North South Carolina in around 84, there were theaters who showed the Prowler under the name fucking Pitchfork Massacre. That's fucking killer, dude. Like newspaper ads floating around for it. Like it was advertised, but... Didn't you show me uh, an advertisement for that? Yeah, yeah. I thought you did, and it looked fucking cool. It looked really cool. Yeah, like, it's just the, it's like just like the chick screaming, and um, it just says Pitchfork Massacre over it, and it had just all the, the times and dates under it. Yeah, yeah, it looked fucking. But I remember reading about it. I'm like, what the fuck could this be? And I was trying to go off of that image, and I thought because it, it's it's one of the chicks from the Prowler. And it's mm. like uh, you see her in the um, in the dance. That's what they use for the ad. Gotcha. And I thought it like looked like her. 
and then but then they basically said like oh people thought prowler but we don't think it's the prowler so i thought it was already kind of debunked that it wasn't the prowler so i was like what the fuck movie could this be hoping that it was actually just going to be some fucking like lost slasher film right because i'm like so i kept following it yeah turns out it was just the fucking prowler they just retitled it Hmm. i'm guessing it was they didn't have the fucking rights to do it right but they got a hold of the reels so they just fucking renamed it yeah which is cool because like i was telling you back when you first told me that piece of information like how cool would it be to go into a movie theater and be like oh pitchfork massacre and then it's the prowler and you're like oh fucking okay fuck it (laughs) i'm here (laughs) you know let's watch the prowler um I'd be kind of bummed out of not seeing a fucking new movie or a movie I didn't know about, but I mean, it'd be still sweet to see the fucking Prowler. I would be bummed out that I wasn't seeing a new movie if it wasn't the Prowler. <laughs> I would be stoked. Like, it's my favorite fucking, it's my favorite movie ever made. So, naturally, I'd be like, oh, fuck it, we're here. It's like the time we went to a Friday Night Double Feature and they played House of the Devil. Oh, yeah, because they switched the shit around? They switched it around. Yeah. And you're like, fuck it, we're here. House of the Devil it is. Well, as soon as they started, I was excited because I knew what it was. Nobody else knew what the fuck it was. (laughs) Right. But think about everyone in the movie theater that went to see Pitchfork Massacre. I guarantee nobody knew it. Well, I'm sure at least some people because that one dude Some people might have seen it. Some people probably knew it was the Prowler because they've seen it before. Right. But, but people that have never seen The Prowler... The vast majority didn't. Yeah. They were probably floored to the back of the theater with the special effects at that time. Quit it. God, what the... F- what was I... Oh, I was listening to something on the radio because every once in a while, like, driving to work in the morning, I just don't feel like listening to music. So I just turn on, like, uh, talk radio like Dave and Chuck the Freak. Mm-hmm. And... They were talking about some movie. I think they're maybe they're talking about it. I can't remember. But they were like, "Oh yeah, oh no." They brought up a uh, fuck. What movie is it? 1982's um, Entity? I think it was where the ghost is basically like a ghost rape movie. Oh, gotcha. And they were like, "Yeah, this movie's like really like into story and suspense, you know, because back then they didn't have the special effects." To be able to make like a really good movie, like the gore and all that. And I was like, I almost tried calling in just to fucking <laughs> shut them the fuck up because I'm like, are you kidding me? Early 80s, in the 70s, fucking practical effects were fucking phenomenal. Yeah, they were great. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, dude, stop. It's almost like, in their mind, CGI or nothing. That's what they should have said. And it's like, no, no, they couldn't do the CGI effect of a fucking ghost right. raping someone. Right. So they had to go on story. But no, practical effects. We're there and more. <laughs> like, yeah. That's what they should have said. They should have said there was no CGI back then, not good effects, because there was great effects. It's like, then. oh, they relied more. Horror movies relied, that's what they said. Horror movies relied more on like suspense and story because they couldn't do effects. <laughs> I, I almost steered into the median cement wall on 94. <laughs> like, you guys are fucking kidding me. Which brings me to... The end of, of the Prowler, exactly what you just said. The shotgun blowing the fucking head off. Mm-hmm. Second the time head. he's done a shotgun scene. Second time, same formula. Yes. Shrimp dip, apple cores. Real shotgun. Real shotgun. Fucking one hell of a mess. Didn't even destroy all the head, only destroyed half of it in this one. Yes, which makes it even better to me. Yeah. Dude, to see that straight. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Makes it more realistic. Yeah. Those special effects, I mean, we're talking like, it looks like bone sinew and brain matter being fucking exploded all over the place. Can you imagine the people in the theater seeing that for the first time? That that that's my whole thing. Well, dude, when uh, Zito went to a theater where this was uh, airing, 
or being shown or whatever. And he told an usher who he was. And this, the usher's response was, you actually killed those people, right? Like, really? Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, it it definitely did its job. Yes. Which Savini then was, I mean, he's a master of his fucking craft. Oh, he was he, basically was the, the one to fucking have around, like, the 80 to 84. Mm. Like... Wow. Yeah. Nobody did it better than he did it for that type of shit. I would have to say no one has done it like him since. Yeah, I can give you that. In the way that he's done it. Yeah. I mean, right down to like Dawn of the Dead and Night of the Living Dead and just the shit that he's done is just anything iconic, effects-wise, and that it's uh, it's always been Savini. I mean, he's unparalleled to me. What's funny is rewatching uh, all his movies that he's done work on. After I saw an interview with him in one of the doc- like the horror movie documentaries, where he talks about how to s- he touches on like setting up those scenes and how to do it and how to sell it. He says like everybody knows like. Like it's a rubber axe or it's rubber whatever. The trick is to slide in scenes in between those kills where it's a real axe or a real knife cutting into wood or hitting against something so people know it's real. Mm-hmm. So it tricks them so they don't automatically just, oh, that's fucking fake. Right. You start re-watching his movies, they do it a bunch in the burning on the raft scene. Yeah, they whack the you wood. You see it fucking hit, going into the wood, and then they'll do like a fucking the, the neck slice yep. into the wood or whatever, and then it fucking is like the chops off the fingers, like shit like that. Mm-hmm. Even back to Friday the 13th, and the axe swings the axe and it hits the lamp. The yeah. lamp's hanging down, it hits the fucking lamp first, so you can see it's a real fucking axe. True story. And then it's like, <laughs> into her head. Yeah. Like almost all of his movies where it's kills like that, he sets it up with that same fucking formula. Yeah. Really? So it seems like, you know, like, I mean, I never really paid attention to it, but once it's like, yeah, this is how I do it. Watch his shit. You see it every time. Yeah. Didn't they do that in the uh, final chapter when he threw the hammer into the wall and didn't she pull the hammer out and fucking dig it into his neck or something? Am I? Um, well, the hammer at the wall, I know that part. I think he she ends up driving it into his neck, but I don't think it's right after. No. It's like, then she grabs it or it's, or it's later on. Something. That and scene in general is fucking pissed, dude. Yeah. He just kicks in the door, looks at her, and chucks a fucking hammer. <laughs> dude. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Duh. It's so <laughs> violent. It's so fucking violent, dude. Just the way he kicks in the fucking door and just looks at her and chucks a hammer at her fucking face, dude. <laughs> like, so good, man. Then when he comes out, the fucking body's pinned up and he just rips that fucker down. Oh, I love it, dude. Like, people... People would be like, oh, put it any Friday the 13th besides uh, Final Chapter. Well, there's a reason people are fucking worn out on it, because everybody wants to watch that movie, because it's fucking pissed. It is. It's a really solid movie all the way through. It is. It is. Tom like, Savini and Joseph Zito, dude. Yeah. Tad, see that Tad. corkscrew? That fancy corkscrew? <laughs> Tad! <laughs> fucking corkscrew the fucking hand. DJ Betty. <laughs> I'd say she's all right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Wonder Mint twins. Fucking, they're all in there. Yeah, Double Mint. Yeah, Wonder Mint, Double Mint, whatever. <laughs> Wonder Twins. Wonder Mint twins. <laughs> they were like a mix between the Wonder Twins and the Double Mint Twins. It's fucking yeah. Wonder Twins. <laughs> Wonder Bread Twins. <laughs> Fuck it, I don't give a shit. No, I hear you. Um, but, yeah. That's, uh... That is, that's both of them. That's what we got. <laughs> that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's guys. what we got this week. Uh, um, we, we, dude, I just feel that we're going to drink <laughs> a lot of beers tonight. 
Fuck maybe. <laughs> I just feel it <laughs> in my bones. It's in my bones. It's in my. It's in my blood. It's, it's in, in my, my balls. balls. <laughs> Real clown traits. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> I miss you, boo boo. Show's back, by the way. Is it? Tim and Eric is back. Oh, shit. Well, record them so I can come over and watch them. I am. Uh, I haven't watched the first one yet. It's aired this past Sunday. I think it was Sunday. It's recorded right now. It's already underway? Yeah. I got the first one of the the new whatever, however many they're doing. All right. Cool, man. Yeah. New Tim and Eric. Fucking A. Wow. All right, man, we got some uh, tunes to spin and some beers to drink, so... Yeah, guys, we'll, uh... Next week or the week after, no more than two. Yep. All right, guys, have fun. Be cool. Later. Later.